0: If you're ready to get inspired, learn, grow, evolve, to connect, and up-level your life, then you've come to the right place. I am beyond excited that you're here, so let's dive in. Hello, hello, my friends. Thank you so much for joining me. Welcome back to another episode of the Yoga Inspired Life podcast. I have a good one for you today. I got to sit down and chat with Aaron Claire Jones all about human design. And let me just say, this conversation that I got to have with Aaron left me equal parts mind blown, inspired, and seriously excited to start to dive into human design more. And start to integrate it into my life more. And before we get into this episode, I just want to let you know that Aaron was kind enough to extend a discount to the Yoga Inspired Life podcast listeners. The discount code is in the show notes. It is T-Y-I-L and that will get you 10% off. So definitely check that out and let's get into today's episode.
1: Erin, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you. So glad to be here. Thank you so much for having me. And I know that we've rescheduled a few times, so I'm the most grateful for your understanding. Well, I'm the most grateful to just
0: have you here. I kept telling you, I'm like, I don't even care. I just want want to connect with you. I'm so happy. So I'm grateful to have you. And Thank I know you. my community is so excited as well. They've been DMing me. Where's the human design episode? I'm like, oh, it's coming guys. I'm not, not trying to keep you, you waiting know, on alive. purpose. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no. It's just yeah. the way that... Just the way stuff goes, huh? For people in my community that are not familiar with you, I would love if you could just give us a little snapshot of who you are and what you do and what inspired you to get into human
1: design. Yeah. So, my name is Erin Claire Jones, and I live in New York, and I work with Human Design, which is basically a system based on our exact time, date, and place of birth that basically gives us our energetic DNA. And what I mean by that is how are we designed to make decisions and work within teams and cultivate relationships and digest food and all the things and more than anything it really just gives us a blueprint to how we're designed to operate at our best you know and so my work is primarily with individuals and teams to really give them that blueprint um, in terms of how I discovered human design it was serendipitous it was not like a world that I expected myself to move into career-wise but I um was at a gathering in New York in 2015 I had been I was working at a lot of startups at the time and a guy sat next to me and he's like I want to look up your human design I was like sure like what I, I don't know what it is I'd love to know and he looked it up and started telling me all this stuff about myself that just felt like the most familiar and the most intuitive and I was just like oh my god yeah like I haven't allowed myself to step into any of that you know and he ended the conversation and he was like I think we should work together I think we should build a business together and I was like what you know and he just kind of observed a lot of compatibility in our human design so it's been a wild journey but I you know as the more I learned about it the more I could see its applicability not only on individuals but with the teams and partnerships and it just like it was the most actual and grounded system I found so I ended up building a business actually with him for two years which was amazing he was my first teacher and wonderful and then I um, launched my own practice in early 2018 and the last piece I'd share is that like when I first started people were like what is human design this is so weird and they were like very much not ready for it and so I had a point of like giving it up in 2017 where I was like no one cares I can't force it and it really was you know I can't really predict the timing of things but I think that there is obviously human design has taken off in a whole new way in the past few years and I just like it required a level of trust in myself where I was like someday people are going to see the gold in the system but I can't really predict when that will be.
0: I love that.
1: Thank God they did.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Right. I've been asked a few times, like, do you know what your human design is? And I'm like, I don't know what that is. Yeah. So while I do know that it is growing and it's definitely becoming more in demand, I feel like at least myself, that are um, interested, but still don't really okay. know too much about it. I'm sure I'm sure there are. What is the system based on?
1: So it's a totally channeled system. It's been around since 1987. And the founder, who's no longer alive, his name is Ra Uhuru Hu. He was, that was not what his original name was, but he renamed himself. And he basically had a very mystical experience where he was in Ibiza, and was walking home one night and heard a voice. And the voice was like, it's time to work. And so basically for eight days and eight nights, he channeled the system, meaning he just received the information. Um, and then spent the next 20 years building it out and how he received it was that it was a quantum system. And it basically pulled together qualities from the I Ching, heavily based on the I Ching, Kabbalah, the chakra system, astrology, quantum physics, genetics, biochemistry, all in the kind of this master system to give us this like operating system to really get help us understand our operating system on a new level. And I think that it's not information that came from like us observing humans, you know, there's a more of a mystical nature to it. And I think part of its magic is that to me feels like it gives us access to information that we've never really had before in terms of like looking at not only the things that we're conscious of within ourselves, but all the things that we're unconscious of and all the things that are underneath the surface. Um, and I think that's really powerful. And the last piece I would share is that even though the origins are very mystical and your audience might be really into that, but I, which I hope, but I think also, Oh yeah. we are. Oh, you are. Okay. So even though the origins are mystical, you know, I think it's, the question is not like, is this information true? I think what I always ask people like, is it helpful? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, it's just like, is it because I work with a lot of companies and a lot of skeptics and it's not about convincing themselves. of like, this is true. And I can prove it because I can't prove it. It's just like, does this better help you understand yourself and how to work with people around you? And the answer is resoundingly, yes. And yeah. the people that I worked with. And so I just like, I, I say it, even though your audience is probably very open to this stuff, just because I think that my goal is always to make this the most available to people that would never touch this stuff before. Um, have never touched this stuff before rather than kind of like requiring that people believe in it first. Totally. I actually got chills when you were explaining the origin of it. I love that. I
0: have spoken to so many people that are into it and they just rant and rave about it, how amazing it is. And I'm all about knowing yourself better and with that knowledge is power right like we can better optimize totally. our lives and the whole point is to find fluidity and feel good and like yes. work with ourselves instead of against ourselves so yes we're all about it over here i'm very oh excited
1: God. so
0: i kind of understand that there's a few specific types of human design is that right can you that maybe touch on yeah, that a little of bit of course
1: of course so you know, there are so many different configurations in human design. So type is just the first piece. So you, I just did a session with a brother this week and I've done like all three brothers and they're like, we're all generators. Like we're so different. And it's just such a reminder that like the type is the first piece, but there's so many more layers that distinguish underneath. So just like reminding people, this is just the first, first step. So high level, there are manifesting generators, generators, projectors, reflectors, and manifestors. And so manifesting generators and generators are the people that really have the kind of vitality and creativity and life force to really just bring ideas to life. Like they're designed to really use up their energy every day in ways that feel deeply satisfying to them. And the more they're saying yes to things because they enjoy it and are lit up by it, the more energy they have, the more they're saying yes, just because like they think they should, the quicker they'll deplete. And so their job is to really let their desires be their compass. And the difference between the two types, manifesting generators are kind of multi-passionate by nature and often like having the energy of a lot of things at once, very nonlinear, like pivoting from one thing to another. And generators are more about mastery. This does not meant to be the same thing all, all the whole time, but there's kind of the steadfastness where they kind of go deep into a thing. And then when it's time moving on. And then for both of those types, their strategy is magnetism. They're not really meant to chase after anything. Like life is meant to come to them and then they're waiting for their gut response to kind of light up in response to something that shows up in their world. Then we've got projectors. So you're a projector. Projectors are really here to be the leaders, the guides, the advisors, the teachers. Not here to do all the doing. You know, so so much of being a projector is not deriving your worth based on how hard you're working or how much you're doing, but rather in your perspective and how you see the world. Projectors mm. tend to be very naturally sensitive to and tuned into other people's energy, which makes them such amazing guides. And that could be as a coach, a therapist, a president, a CEO, like whatever it is, a manager, they are often better managers than like being doers on the team. Um, And as projectors, I'm also a projector, like our energy really operates in ebbs and flows. So, so much of the work is leveraging that energy when it's there and resting when it's not and not getting lost in the doing. Whoa, 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 whoa. (laughs) How's it landing so far?
0: Like hard.
1: This is so
0: me. But you know what? I just want to say that you said something about like how projectors untying our self-worth from our productivity. But I have a really hard time doing that because I feel like I need to keep doing. But you're right. Like my energy and my workflow does ebb and flow so hard, but I fight that so
1: hard. I know. It's
0: just making so much sense already. But also
1: our biggest, oh my God. Also, like our biggest shadow is projectors is just like being overzealous. Mm. It's just like taking on too much and not knowing when to stop. We just keep going and going and going and burn out, you know? And so it's not easy. And like, you know, I was with my client this morning. She knows me very well. We worked together for a long time, but she was so funny because she was just like, she like really calls me out when I'm doing too much, you know? And I just so appreciate it because like sometimes I'm just not aware. And she's like, why are you responding right now? You know? So I just think that there's this tendency for us to just keep going because we don't often have like a natural switch that tells us when to like turn it off. So I think that it's so healthy for projectors to at least have the awareness that their worth is not in how work tied up and how hard they're working. So to take the rest when they need, like projectors are, you know, they say projectors are meant to work like three to four hours a day. Like I know that's like not always feasible or desirable, but it's 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 more around like a minimal, like minimal hours of output. And then like lots of hours of input, like studying, Wait, learning, exploring. This is nursing. crazy. Ah.
0: I full on have had crazy burnout. And yeah. I think that's why when you were email, when we were like having to reschedule, like I just did too much. I was like, oh, no I know. problem. I fully, under- a schedule. <laughs> I fully understood. I was like, um, that's me in a nutshell. So no problem. But like, I have been experiencing burnout like crazy. And I keep telling my mom and to my close friends that I'll speak to. I'm like, you know, I really only get like four hours of good work done. And then it's like a slow decline after that. And I don't understand. They're like, are you eating enough? Are you sleeping enough? I'm like, yes, yes, yes. This just makes so much sense.
1: You know what I mean? And it's like giving yourself that permission of like the energy's gone. I'm going to go read, or I'm just going to go lay down, or I'm going to take a bath, whatever it is, where it's like, there's a a permission of like, I just don't need to be productive. And I know the better I rest, the more I rest, the better I'll be, you Mm. know, and the the stronger those energy bursts will be when they come. And so just playing with that, I'd also say as a projector with a business, like really good to have support, not here to do it all on your own, you know, and really like, and it doesn't have to be immediately. I know it's not always feasible immediately. I'm so bad at this. (laughs) Yeah, well, it's a lesson. I have like a, my boyfriend is my business partner, but he's a generator. So he's got all this like amazing energy and life force, but it's been really, powerful because it's just like a reminder of like, how can I dial into like what I do best, which is like Mm. talking about human design and how can I actually release the rest? Because like, I'm not great at it. And it also exhausts me, you know? So just like dialing it in when you can. And often projectors work really well with people one-on-one. This does not mean it's the only venue for them to work, but they've got this very kind of penetrating focus energy that makes people feel really seen and recognized. That's one of their gifts. And the last piece that I share about projectors for now is that, you know, we all have these different strategies and the strategy for projectors is about waiting for a sense of recognition and invitation. So rather than initiating and chasing after anything, it's waiting to actually feel invited in and recognized by somebody before you commit to it. Whether it's somebody that you're working with or dating or living with, you don't need an invitation to like start a podcast or like, you know move to a new city or create art but like when it comes to like really collaborating with somebody or living with somebody or engage, being engaged to somebody like you want that invitation and like really authentic recognition to be there because you just bring a different energy to the table and if they're expecting you to operate more like a generator you're going to burn out you know and i think when i first discovered this i was like how do i build a business and wait for an invitation and i think that so much of our job as projectors and i feel like you do a good job of this is just about like making yourself visible It's like Mm. just about sharing about what you're excited about in a really like authentic, inspired way and letting the right people come to you. You know, one small example is like my first human design company, I was like reaching out to different companies I wanted to work with, like not the right approach for Projector. You know, that my own, this time around with my own practice, like I just have made it my job to just share, whether it's on Instagram or newsletters or talks or podcasts. And just like by sharing in a really like open way, it feels like then it's like people can like feel my energy and decide whether they resonate or not and then invite me in, you know? So I really for projectors, your job is to let people know that you exist and trust that when you do that, the right people will invite you in to share.
0: That's so interesting because how I does get, that feel? it is so true because I'll tell you this is that I get asked a lot about how I get brand deals and stuff. People ask yes. me about Instagram and I always feel weird slash bad being like, I've never pitched myself to a brand. I've just... Yes put myself out there. Cause that wasn't really my initial goal when starting my platform. I just was doing it therapeutically to get me through a yeah. bad time in my life. But it's, I've literally in the four years that I've been doing this and in the three that I've been doing it full time, I've never pitched myself to a brand because it's just, it's been fluid the entire time of brands reaching out to me, seeing what I'm doing. Yeah. And that's how I've gotten all my work. Same thing with my dream teaching job at Allo Yoga. I made myself visible they approached yeah. me. And it's yeah. very interesting because the best situations in business and in other friendships and relationships have been when I have let them approach me. And I, I love that. That just makes so much sense. The other way doesn't feel right.
1: Yeah. And it doesn't mean that you can't have success doing it, but it's, it's not going to probably feel good. And you'll probably experience so much more resistance. Yeah. And it's just like our energy as projectors is intense. So if people aren't ready for it, they're like, whoa, go away. You know, like, yeah. it's just like, it's again, it's the the opening it, the door and letting the right people resonate. And then it doesn't mean every invitation you get is correct. Then it's up to you to assess like, do I feel authentically recognized? Yeah. Okay. Let's move forward with it. Wow, this is amazing. Okay. Uh,
0: so that's just on the projectors and that's then we just did on the-, the-
1: Okay, <laughs> so let's talk about manifestors and reflectors. So manifestors are really the initiators. These are people that are here to get things started and get the ball rolling. Not always here to do all the doing themselves, but often just to get something off the ground. Manifestors tend to really value freedom and autonomy and control. They're really not here to be told what to do or manage or guided in any way. Very much here to do things on their own terms and in their own way. And they're often pretty comfortable solitude and just being left alone to do what they please. You know, I find a lot of manifestor clients are entrepreneurs, mostly because it just like lets them be in control, you know, and do things in their own way and then hand things off when they're inspired. But I would say if they're working for a company, they probably just like need a lot of freedom. And the strategy for manifestors is about initiating. They're going to make the first move Um, and also about informing. And what I mean by that is keeping the people around them in the loop of like what decisions they're making, not because they're explaining themselves or justifying it, just because they're kind of like letting people know so that they can just like move forward and manifest with more ease because their energy is very naturally impactful. So they go around and like initiate and make these big decisions without informing people can really resist them. A really small example of that would be like, I have a client whose husband is a manifestor And he'll leave the room sometimes and not inform their two-year-old son. And the son is like, what's going on? Like, where'd Chad go? But like, when he's just like, I'm going upstairs, I'm leaving the room. Like he's just giving his son a heads up. His son is so much more relaxed. So it's so much easier for manifestors to feel really supported by those around them when they're keeping them in the loop. Hmm. And last type, it's reflectors. This is the rarest type. These people are really our collective mirrors. They're very sensitive to their physical space and they're basically always taking in everything in their environment. Um, Really easy for them to kind of get taken off track if they're like in spaces that don't feel good to them. Like they've got to be such ruthless curators of who and where they're spending time because they're going to magnify that energy. The magic of reflectors is in their fluidity. They're going to have periods where they feel like a generator, like a manifesting generator, like a projector, like a manifestor. So the work is not too try to be just one thing or put themselves into a box but embrace all of who they are if they feel really differently one day to the next or in an environment to another environment or a month to month whatever it is like just embracing what feels authentic to them in the moment and giving themselves permission to change and because reflectors are so sensitive as well to other people's energy pulling away and taking time alone is going to be especially important um and the last piece that i would share about reflectors is that they're in the context of business, we call people evaluators just because they are so sensitive and such powerful mirrors. They carry such a unique perspective. So it's really good for them to be in environments where that perspective and their ability to evaluate is so like invited and recognized. Mm, this
0: is so good. So I have a question. Like, so I'm a projector, but I resonated with some of the things that you said about the other human designs. Yeah. What's that about? Is that a thing or am I making that up in my head?
1: (laughs) No, I mean, you know, you best, you know, I think that like, what I would say is that, you know, we all do have that primary type, which is going to determine how we use our energy and how we create opportunities for ourselves our designs are much more nuanced than just our mm. type, you know? And so there can be pieces like, say you resonate with a reflector piece. I think there can be a piece where it's like, oh yeah, you also are really fluid in your identity, you know? So there are lots of nuances and pieces of our design that can like reveal different pieces. What are the pieces that resonate with you from the other types?
0: Um, reflector, like taking in a lot of energy, yeah. other people's energies and then, um, I think it was the one before that was at the Manifesto. Manifester um, about needing, t- like retreating and needing time alone. Like, yes. that's very, very much yes. me. Like, yes. I thrive in my alone time.
1: Totally. Yeah, and both of those things are actually going to be true for all projectors. One mm. is that like projectors and reflectors and manifestors actually all share this like specific sensitivity. We're all sensitive in different ways, but like a real sensitivity to just like other people's energy, you know, big time. And that's why it's like, big the time. It right feels good. And like, projectors like that's why it's like and because you have such a focused energy you just want to like focus it on people that you want to be around and that feel good um and I will say that I think alone time is important for all of us I would say it's definitely especially important for reflectors I mean sorry projectors and I mean for all of us but especially for projectors just because there is that sensitivity so being able to pull away and just give yourself space to release all the energy that's not yours would be really Mm, yeah
0: Yeah. and then So as far as like getting into relationship with other people, are there specific human design types? Yeah. Yeah. That go well together. Like, is that, do I need to be doing that before my first date? You know, looking at, looking up
1: as human design. Yeah. It's a great question. I would say maybe your third date. So I think that like, and why I say that is I don't think, and I would say this honestly for any system, like, I don't think that this is super helpful in terms of being like, like people have been like, can you create a dating app? And it just like, it's not really, it's very limiting. If you're like, I'm a projector. I can only date generators. I'm a projector. Mm. I'm like only going to date these people. Like that's really not how it's meant to work. I, what I would say is that like anything is possible. There are going to be some relationships for you that require more work than others. Some will be easier when there's a level of harmony and understanding. And some people will be totally opposite to you and probably you'll be really attracted to them because of that yeah so I think that like once there is chemistry and that attraction and interest I think that's a really powerful time to dive into your design and start to understand those differences you know not only can you understand like okay you do it this way you need this kind of support you can layer the charts on top of each other and start to see like where are you triggering triggering each other where is their I, it's so powerful in a relational context, whether it's who you're working with or parenting or dating. But I do think that it's not in a way where it's like, I won't do it with these people, but like, let me just understand how they work so I can meet them there and honor the fact that they likely operate so differently than me.
0: Yeah. I was thinking when you were explaining the little boy who needed to be, yeah, you know, needed a heads up. I'm like, yeah, this is amazing. Like now, otherwise, if they didn't know that maybe they would leave the room and be like, I don't know why he always throws a tantrum, but it's like, this is that knowledge is, power stuff that I'm talking about. And I can totally see that in relationship of being like, I need X, Y, Z to best feel supported in this relationship. I was just curious if there was like certain, um, combinations that work better than others, but yeah, I'm,
1: I'm always hesitant to give that because I yeah. just don't want it to feel limiting. Similar to like maybe like projectors can only work in certain careers. Like, I just, yeah. I think it's meant to be a thing that really empowers us and doesn't limit us. Like, there mm-hmm. are things that it's like, oh, yeah, it makes sense that you're a CEO and a projector or a therapist and a projector, but any type can be a, those things, you know? Um, I will say that romantically, I think anything's possible. Like, I, you know, I, most of my partners have been projectors, which I think I've been drawn to because of the similarity, but my, Fiance now is a generator, and like I love it, it's my favorite thing in the world. But our designs are opposite in every possible way, you know. Yeah. And that's, I think, understanding it has been really powerful for us. Um, so, but I will say, in the context of business, like as a projector, like working with a generator and a manifesting generator can be really nice as a way of just kind of bringing that energy and just because you guys are so different generators are here to respond to things projectors are here to ask questions give them things to respond to like there's so much natural compatibility there but yeah I, I think anything's possible but even like the example of the son and his father like that son is a projector and his mom is a manifesting generator and so it's been so fun to dig into it there because she's got all this energy and like force and she's like just so amazing but her son is like who also has energy the projector but like he does a lot of alone time He's, Mm -hmm. like, just has a whole different – so instead of, like, expecting him to keep up with her, she really, like, knows what he needs, you know, and recognizes that. And it's been so – and they're a a family of three different designs. So I think kind of understanding how each person operates has been so cool for them.
0: Yeah. So I know that you do – is it – would you refer to it as, like, a human design chart reading? Is that – is that something that you do or how does, it, yeah. how does having this information work? What does it look like working with someone who's an expert like you? Like yeah. how can we start to integrate this into yeah. our lives?
1: Yeah. I don't call it a reading, but okay. I mean, I basically could, but I think that it's, I just, I'll tell you why. Like one, you know, I have a few different offerings. One is something called the blueprint, which is always a nice place for people to start, which is basically a 30 plus page PDF on your unique design. And I make each of them. And so the idea is to kind of have like an operating manual to your design that you can always Mm. refer to. So we can do a discount code for your audience for sure. Yes, please. Thank you. But it's really, yeah, of course. But like that's a really nice place to get started. And then I don't call them readings, but I do sessions with people and it's one off or consistent. And like, and why I call them sessions is because, like, while I often give them a ton of information because, like, that's in my nature, I think that, like, I really like to integrate it into what's happening in their lives, you know? And, like, whether it's looking at their family or their relationships or understanding where they're experiencing more resistance and how we can use their design to find more flow there. Like, I just think so often we don't need more information. We just need the right information at the right time to make the right changes in our lives. And so I think that, like, just the languaging of sessions, I think allows me to do that a little bit more where it's like, I'm not really, a co- I mean, in some ways I like call myself a coach, but it's more just like human design is my medium to like support you in transformation in your life and whatever context that is. So I give people tons of information, but I also try to make it the most applicable grounded information they can, they can have.
0: I feel like what you're doing, you—it's where it's at. I mean, every
1: <laughs> baby should be
0: born with
1: this you know PDF I'm
0: document. I'm just, oh I'm just gonna throw that out there. Like,
1: <laughs> I told him, my 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 boyfriend that so early on, he was just like, we need to make blueprints for all the kids. And like, literally, I'll be coming to you when I have my first child. I mean, it's it is the best for kids. Like, and also it's so interesting because like human design can be transformational at any point in our lives. Like, I have clients that are in their 70s. You know what I mean? Like, it, it never stops being impactful. But the founder of human design always said that human design is for the kids because we often live so much of our lives trying to be all the things that we're not. And human design reminds us of who we are and gives us the tools to step into it. But when we have that permission from day one, I mean, it's just wild. Like even I had a client reflect today. She was like, her husband is a manifestor. And she's just like, without knowing it, his mother was like giving him all the freedom, all the support. And she's like, and he just is so in the wisdom of all of it now, but it's because he's felt that permission. And so I think when we know that about our kids and not expect them to be like us and like appreciate and honor how different they are, it's just so powerful. Well, even you just telling me that
0: as a projector, I work best in spurts. I'm sitting here trying to pay attention, but also thinking about like, Oh, I'm so relieved. Like um, I don't, I no longer have thing, to, yeah. I no longer have to like force myself or feel guilty when my, I feel like my brain is just like pooping out on me <laughs> at totally. hour four or five. I get really frustrated with myself because I want to keep doing, but I don't have the energy to, And I feel yes. bad kind of, you know, I'm like, Oh, cause I think also though, there is this idea that we, should be like an eight-hour workday. That's a workday, eight hours. And so I have this thing in my mind where I'm like, if I'm not working eight hours, then I'm being lazy, which I know is extreme. But knowing that, you know, my human design, we do work best in shorter spurts. I'm like, oh, this Feels is good, great. Eh?
1: Yes. It's just like there's just so, and that's what I felt the first time I heard my human design too. Is I felt like a lot of relief, and not because I was actually living any of it, but because it finally it was just like. Yeah. I was like, I've been trying so hard to be a generator. And if I'm going to be honest, I'm really not very good at it. Mm. I'm like, there are people that are really good at it because that's what they are, you know? So I just yeah. think that, like, so often we make ourselves wrong for the things that we're really gifted at. And we just try to be the things that we're not. And I, I always say that human design is not about like changing who we are. It's just like giving ourselves permission. Yeah. To stepping more- into who you are. 100%. You know, and that's what I love in sessions is that I'm often not giving people like a foreign language. I'm not like, tell him all, all these things where they're like oh my god like I've never heard this stuff before like I did a session for a guy yesterday and he was just like like in some ways he's like I know all of it you know what I mean like mm-hmm. he's like you just gave me a language and a framework to validate it all and to like give myself permission to step into it because that is me so I mm-hmm. just think that there's such a, a like cellular familiarity when you hear your human design where you're like wow, I just like haven't ever had that language, which is why it's so useful in relationship. It's just like, wow, I so sense those dynamics, but I've never been able to articulate it in that way. And now that I can, we can move through challenges so much easier. Totally.
0: And I always say flow over force, but I feel like this system just that it's going to allow you knowing this is going to allow you to choose flow over force instead of like hitting that resistance every time. It's just, just like very exciting. This is a breakthrough moment for me, guys. I'm sure my community is feeling the same way hearing about theirs. You know, like I feel like it's just, yeah, this is really good stuff. So in the beginning, you also said that we, with this information that it could even help us as far as like digesting food. And I'm wondering in like, What are the different aspects, I'm sure all of them, but more specifically, like the different aspects that being aware of the type that we are, like, how can we apply that to our lives?
1: So I would say like the most important aspects that I think that I would recommend that people start with is like, obviously their type, which is going to be, how are you designed to best use your energy? And then your strategy, which like for you is that invitation. It's like, how are you meant to best create opportunities for yourself? Then there's something called the inner authority, which is how are you designed to best make decisions, which is obviously like hugely helpful because we're doing that every freaking day, you know, then there's something called our definition, which is how we're designed to best process information, whether we're more independent, whether more collaborative, there are things called our open centers. And these are basically the areas where you are the most sensitive and open to other people's energy. We all have them actually, not everybody does, but, but we all have openness in our design, but these are really useful areas because it's where we can get really distracted in our lives and overwhelmed with energy that's not ours, but also where we're really here to learn and ultimately teach from. Um, Mm. we also have something called our channels, which are just like our natural strengths that we can rely on. People often like know these things but haven't allowed themselves to step into them. We also have something called the profile, which is like how you're really here to manifest your purpose best. And then when it comes to, and there's way more, by the way, that's like what I see as the most important. And then when, when it comes to food stuff, there is, um, not often the first piece I'll say that I recommend people dive into only because it becomes more impactful what the the more we're embodying it but there are aspects of our design that can reveal whether or not we're designed to like eat more consistently do we need consistent fuel throughout the day or do we are we more natural fasting is it more like in the flow and then there's a lot of very specific digestive stuff which I'm going to be honest is weird but often makes a lot of sense to people. When I say weird, it's less about what we eat, but how we eat it. Like, mm. do you digest warm food better or is cold food better for you? Like, do you, is it good for you to like eat in the sunlight or is it better for you to like eat at night? Like, is it good for you to eat when there's activity around? Or do you need like a really calm environment? Like, are you taking in the sound when you eat? Like, do you need to make sure the music is really great? Like, do you need to simplify your food and not mix everything together? So like interesting things like that, that really are more about like the conditions under which we eat it that allow our digestive system to thrive. So interesting.
0: It's basically just optimizing the way you
1: experience Operate. this life. Is that, and I know just like, I love this. why isn't this more, <laughs> why new. is this everywhere?
0: It's this is amazing. New. I'm like it's very new. amped up right now. I'm excited. I'm so glad you're amped up. I want to start working with you. Like, I this know. is amazing. <gasps> I'm like, let's get these sessions cracking. I'm very excited. I mean, it's the
1: best. I just like, You know, that's why when I discovered it, I was just like, why does no one want to listen? Because it was just so, um, and like, you know, I'm obviously really grateful now because I have lots of people that listen and are excited, but like, it did not start out that way. And I just like always want to remind people of that, but, um, I do think that it's just like, it's so, and that's why when I, when I discovered human designer, when it was introduced to me and I was invited into it, like it just like, I fell in love with it in the way that you are, which I was just like, God, this is like so cool because it's so mystical. Like it comes from our birth information, but like the information itself is like so grounded. And so actual. that's what I was going
0: to say. It's so not mystical information. It's
1: like yeah. practical. And it is like
0: every single thing that you've said so far about my personal yeah. human design type is spot on.
1: I mean, it's crazy. And I just you can't make
0: that shit up.
1: <laughs> you really can't, you know? And that's why it's like so fun. Like I, you know, and I work with a lot of businesses and a lot of skeptics, and it's always so fun. I think I mentioned this at the beginning of just like where they're just like, "This is so weird." Like, I literally don't know how you know all this stuff, but it's like you're literally reading me like a book. So, can we do my team? <laughs> you know what I mean? And I just you know, I know. Like, that's why I'm always like, let's just release whether or not it's true. You know, who cares? Like, let's just like focus on is yeah. this helpful? Is it giving us a language that's useful in understanding ourselves and each other, and like let's move forward with that. So, um, I do think that like that grounded actual nature is definitely what attracted me to it because I think that's the magic. I also like, I'm pretty intentional and in, like, I could actually be a little bit more jargony in terms of like, it's in your son and you this is gate 40. And like, it's the six two, you know what I mean? We can talk all about all that, but I just think that yeah. like my orientation is always just like, make it as simple and accessible as possible. Just so that like anyone can understand because not everyone's yeah. going to want to geek out about all that language. And it often is going to alienate people if we start there. Totally. I love that. So your human
0: design type doesn't change your one, one type. It's not like that it's anything that like shifts or that
1: you can change. Correct. You know, how you express it is probably going to change. Like say you're mm. a generator and you're like here to be like a creator and a builder and a doer it doesn't mean you're gonna be like creating or building the same thing your whole life it's just that like yeah really satisfied by parenting at a certain point in your life and really satisfied by painting or being a lawyer in another like you know what i mean so how we express can evolve so much but the core tenets of how we make decisions and how we process that stuff does remain consistent the things we're here to learn 100 but you know we also are impacted by the planets and what's happening in the world so there might be like a cycle that we're going through in terms of how we're being impacted by things over a certain year so like in some ways those things can change, but like your base blueprint, like that is consistent. That remains the same.
0: Yeah. Cool. And that is based on
1: the time you were born and the place that you were born. Exactly. Interesting. And and it's more just kind of like the, think of it as like the imprint, you know, it just like, it just like, it kind of just like instigates our operating system. But again, like, you know, you could have twins that are born a minute apart. They're going to really similar designs, how they express it and bring it out to the world can be totally different. Mm, So interesting. I want to start wrapping this
0: up, but I would love to just get into my blueprint just a little
1: bit. Yeah. So let's give you a couple of examples of like things that, um, that can show up. So, you know, I talked about So one, you know, in terms of our inner authority, as I mentioned earlier, that's kind of how we make decisions. Mm. And so you're what we call an emotional authority, which means that you're not really designed to make decisions spontaneously or in the moment. Like clarity for you comes with time. So the best thing that you can do when you make a decision is to just sleep on it, you know, and just that like trust that clarity is coming. Like some people are meant to be more spontaneous and more impulsive in their decisions, not you, you know, so I'm similar. And I think that I was like, have always been like, I've got to make a decision now. So like, it can be a practice, but I would just recommend if you feel drawn, like, how can I just create a little bit more space between like the decision and like when I actually commit to it, because like, I just want to make sure that I feel good over time and not just good in the moment.
0: You know, what's really funny is I yeah. often refer to myself as a crock pot when it comes to decisions. Cause I need to stew on it. Exactly. And when, when I make a decision impulsively, it's never a good one. <laughs> I know never me works too. out for me. So I love that you said that again, that is spot on. That is what feels good to me. I always make a more rational decision when I give myself a little bit of time to sit and on it. Then,
1: yeah. Just to feel into it. And then you walk in with such a clarity where you're just like, you know what? I've sat on it. and like, it feels good. And then like that clarity persists that, that entire experience, but you jump in and then it's really easy to regret it. That said, there are some people that are meant to be super spontaneous and really impulsive, you know? So you can imagine how useful this is not only in, partnership or families or the teens, you know what I mean? Being like, yeah, this person's super spontaneous. Like I need a moment. How can I not hurry them? You know, some people need to talk things out. Like there's just so many varieties in terms of how we make decisions. Um, You know, another example of let's say our open centers. So remember the areas that are open are the areas that were the most sensitive to other people's energy. And so, and where we can get taken off track, but also where we're really here to be, um, to learn from and teach from. So we talked Mm -hmm. about for you as a projector, which would be true for all projectors, manifestors, and reflectors, like the shadow of being overzealous, working too hard, not knowing when to stop. So much of your gift is, or so much of your work is, knowing when to take rest and again trusting that your work is not in how your gift is not in like how much you can do but more in your ability to lead and guide and ask the right questions um you also have what we call an open head center, which is also known as the inspiration center. And it means that you can be super inspired and like have all the ideas in the world. But the shadow of that center is like losing focus and feeling super scattered, mm. you know? And so your work is knowing that not every idea that comes is worth pursuing. And it's often really useful for someone like you to just like have minimal structure to your day is not, not no structure and not overly structured, but more just like, these are the two to three things I'd like to get done. So I feel successful at the end of the day you know? Mm. And because if there's no structure, you can just like bounce from inspiration to inspiration and end the day being like, not totally sure what I did here, you know? So just <laughs> that's <yeah>. me. <laughs> I know, but it's amazing. Cause the gift is like, wow, you can be so easily inspired by like literally everything, literally, so, anything. literally I, which is perhaps what's happening now. But I think that like, I think you're genuinely inspired. You're genuinely inspired every time. But I think that like the, the, the work for you is to be, like, Oh my God, I'm so excited. Doesn't mean I've got to go Sign up for a human design certification tomorrow. You know, like I'll feel into it. How did I'll you win. know? I like I'll just like experience <laughs> it. I'll see if that inspiration remains, and then I'll yeah. like dig into it. So you know, again, just knowing that that potential is there. Um, and then one other piece I would just share with that open center is one other open center for you is around. Um, it's called your spleen in human design, and it means that you might have a tendency as a shadow expression to hold on to things for too long like old jobs, relationships, friendships, just because it gives you a sense of security and familiarity oh and not God. because it's actually right for you anymore. And so much of your work is actually in taking risks and knowing when to let go. Oh. And like taking inventory every so often and being like, is there anything I'm holding on to just because it's offering me a sense of security and not because it's actually right for me anymore? Um, and this actually centers also has so much to do with health. And mm. so there can be a real sensitivity to like where other people are at health wise, where they might be off balance and offering support there as well. I see a lot of health coaches with this one. Mm. Um, makes sense. Yeah.
0: Like, yeah, e- even in, in regards to, I was in a toxic and abusive relationship for a few years. And like, that was just a great example of like, once I commit to something, whether it's a relationship Help like that whatever, or a yeah. job or whatever it is, I do not let go. It's like, you can exactly. literally drag me through the mud. And in some respects, that's an amazing quality because you know that if I connect with you, you have my loyalty and time and energy, like I'm yeah. reliable in that way. But then there's other situations where like you were talking about, whether it be unhealthy habits or unhealthy relationships or an unhealthy job situation, I have a really hard time letting yeah. go. Yeah
1: you know, and it, and it's just like useful to be aware of because again, it's Mm -hmm. like, yeah, the tendency is that like things that aren't even healthy for you are, you just keep holding on because they offer some level of security and familiarity. So even having the awareness of like, okay, am I, is there anything that I'm holding on to again, just because it's offering security and where I don't feel recognized anymore, where I don't feel invited in, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So just like, it is that permission, but because that's such a powerful lesson that you're here to learn, it's also an area in which you can really offer other people guidance and helping them know when to let go, when to take risks, yeah. you know, because it's, it's the learning process that you're going through in your own life.
0: Even in regards to old stories too, like old trauma, like I do notice that I'm continuously kind of hanging on to that as like, this is this is yeah. me, this is me. And that's, that's really interesting. Like yes. even on an energetic level of
1: being like, yes. that doesn't have to be my story anymore. We can evolve past oh, that. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, two other pieces that I would share. One is that there are going to be areas in our design that are our natural strengths. And so um, one, one of your strengths, which is actually more unconscious is around creativity and just being like a creative role model. And you're here to really kind of express yourself in a very bold and different way. And by doing that, you really inspire the people around you to kind of be equally bold in their self-expression and so, you know, I would just make sure that you're integrating creativity, into whatever it is you do, you know, because it's just mm-hmm. like, and then whatever it is you do feels like such an authentic expression of who you are, you know, um, does that resonate with you? Yeah, definitely. I need to create more space for
0: that creativity. Mm-hmm. because yeah. I guess, I bet you can guess what I do. I just schedule things back to back to back to right. back to back You back need to back. so much more spaciousness in that. And one of just that i just on the go all the time. So I'm like... And it doesn't feel right, but we keep doing it, but we keep doing it. I know
1: we need the people around us to be like, no need, you know, and also obviously us to be aware of that as well, but it's just like, um, and then one other piece that I would share is something called your profile. So you're what we call a four, six profile, and there are 12 different profiles in human design, and they speak to kind of how we're designed to best manifest our purpose. So there are two pieces for you. One is that like, so much of your purpose is meant to be manifested through your community. Like your community offers such a well of opportunity for you. So whether it's dating somebody that was a friend first, or that was introduced to you through a friend, having opportunities come from like people that, you know, like just keeping that really nourish and just like, even having clients be people that were friends first, becoming friends with your clients, like that foundation of personal relationship is so powerful, very naturally influential. And there's a very role model nature to you where it's like, you really are here to be a teacher and you're here to be an authority and you're here to inspire trust. But it also, it comes in phases. Like the first 30 years of your life are meant to be like lots of trial and error and making mistakes and bumping into things. And 30 to 50, the time kind of like, I don't want to say settling down, but more like... A stronger ability to like commit, you know what I mean, and just like know what's right in a little bit, maybe less bumpy of a ride, perhaps just as bumpy. Who knows, you know? But that, please that's make it not bumpy. You know, <laughs> usually a little bit less bumpy, but it's but it's more about that ability to commit. And you're actually meant to hit your prime when you turn fifty. And in no way does that mean that there's anything to wait for. It just means that like the wisdom becomes so embodied by that point that you really inspire authenticity in others by just being yourself. You know, so I just like I love that. I do with that, that profile in terms of like, it's just meant to keep getting better. And like, and again, not be, I have the similar, the six too. I remember when I first found this out, I was like 25 and I was like, I want to be a role model now, you know? And I think it was just like such a reminder that like it's there, but it just becomes so much deeper as you get older. So just like trust the process. And so, um, yeah. I
0: think that's exciting. The best is yet I think to so come. Too. Yeah. You know? I will say that I I saw a psychic who does some numerology as well. And he's a trusted person and, and gave me a really amazing reading, but he too spoke on relationships and said, you are not meant to seek out a relationship on a dating app. You
1: exactly. are not, that's
0: not for you. And that's it's funny I mean. because it never felt right to me. But exactly. he also said, he goes, you're going to meet your partner through a friend. A friend, a friend is going to uh, introduce always. you. And I was like, whoa, the, the fact that you just said that too. And one of my best friends started out as my yoga student. Now she's one of my best friends. And so I, I love that. That's so yeah. spot on. And like, see guys, I, I hope my listeners are like <sighs> just putting the pieces together with me as I am, because it just makes so much sense what you're saying about me. There's not one thing that you've said that doesn't resonate with me. And that hasn't Mm. brought me some sort of joy relief slash like permission to just kind of step into what I already know, because the overdoing, for example, does not feel right. It's literally been the thing I've been complaining about on my YouTube channel for the last three months of being like, I'm burnt out, but just having you say that, that that yeah. isn't really the best way for me to operate. I oh. suddenly feel this, like, <sighs> great. Mm.
1: I don't have to fucking do that anymore. Cause it doesn't feel right. <laughs> it doesn't. And it just gives us that permission to like step away or into the things that we know. And I just think that the more we honor our design in some ways, the more we fall in love with it, mm. you know? And I just think that like, it's, I appreciate you like hearing the things and making you feel good because like, that's the whole point you know it's not like it's like oh my god i have to be this thing that i'm not it's like oh my god i just feel permission to like do the things that i've known but haven't allowed myself to really own or step into
0: totally this information is really empowering yeah right and it's yes. it's making my me feel like i can trust my intuition more because i knew 100%. all of these things exactly Exactly. Oh my gosh. I loved this so, so, so much. Thank you so much for doing this. Tell everyone where they can find you.
1: Yeah. I will link everything
0: in the show notes as well, guys.
1: Perfect. So I'm Erin Claire Jones everywhere. So I share a lot on Instagram at Erin Claire Jones and my website is ErinClaireJones.com and great places to get started. The blueprint is great to get started again. That's a 30 plus page PDF that I make on your unique design that kind of walks you through all the things we talked about today and so much more as a as a resource that you can keep returning to a resource for you basically your own kind of operating manual um and then I do sessions I do individual sessions partnership sessions team sessions um as well as group workshops as well so all that information is on my on my sites but I'm so glad I got to share and thanks so much for inviting me in
0: thank you so much of course And that's a wrap on another episode of the Yoga Inspired Life podcast. I hope you got something valuable from it and feel empowered to take inspired action. Thank you so much for tuning in and spending time with me today. And if you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as I loved creating it, then please subscribe and leave a review. And if you know of anyone that would benefit from the podcast, I would love it if you would share it with them. I always say that we rise by lifting others and this is a totally independent podcast. So every little bit of support truly means so much to me. If you're looking for more, let's connect on Instagram. You can find me at Shayla Quinn. I hope you have an amazing week. Thank you again for listening and I'll catch you next week.